Hi, this is Marian Samuel from the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse in Antigua. Every Wednesday at 12.30 p.m., we interview a guest about real-life issues from the Caribbean. Welcome to Lighthouse Conversations, a time to explore the issues surrounding your everyday existence, your family, your community, your environment, your health and safety habits, your lifestyle, both physically and spiritually, will all be discussed here on Lighthouse Conversations. Let's get started and see just what we can learn to better your life. Welcome to another episode of Lighthouse Conversation. I am Marian Samuel and today I will be speaking to a few pastors on their reaction to the whole COVID-19 scenario and the effects it had on their ministry with no preparations or plans that was in place and how they put things together last minute for the glory of God. I spoke to several pastors from the independent Baptist churches here in Antigua. The conversations were very encouraging and let's take a listen. First, let me allow you to introduce yourselves and the name of your congregation. Okay, I am Ken Roy Burley. The pastor of Grand Baptist Church in Liberty Brooks, the first independent Baptist church in Antigua. I want to say good afternoon to the Lighthouse family and, of course, to the listening audience. Hello, everybody. I am Pastor David Archibald, and uh, I am the pastor of Gospel Light Baptist Church in the Painters area in Antigua. And I'm also director of Gospel Light Ministries, our Ministries here at Gospel Light comprises mainly of our church ministry and also our school ministry from K3 all the way until grade 6. And so it is really my privilege and pleasure to be here with you today. And I just trust this will be a a fruitful time, but certainly good to, to join you on this program. Okay, I am Pastor Jerome Martin, pastor of the Maranatha Baptist Church. Jennings Village, Antigua. My name is Pastor Denoy Boyens, pastor of the Arsene Baptist Church in Arsene's Village. Thank you very much. Okay, pastors, when you first heard about the dangers of COVID-19, what were your thoughts? Well, to be honest, when first hearing about it, it reminded me of what someone said to me. I remember it was the what we traditionally call the Old Year's Night Service, some may say the New Year's Eve service. After that service, someone um, said something to me um, in a reference to uh, perhaps some things that they thought may happen this year, that this may be a terrible year, and mentioned some specific things not having anything to do with COVID-19. But I must say when COVID-19 came up, that conversation came back to mind. Mm-hmm. And immediately it brought into view, you know, the many things the Word of God has been saying for years that people have not been paying attention to. But my initial, you know, thought pattern was, you know, as to, you know, what the Lord, you know, may be saying or continuing to say, not just to the church but to the world. But uh, my first reaction was basically um, that my my first thought was that conversation that I had um, on the earliest night um, service, at the earliest night service. 
any reference to everything that was unfolding? Well, I was thinking, boy, how is this going to affect the world and how it's going to affect us as individuals? And with that, I started praying and asking God to have his way in the whole situation and to give us all wisdom as to how we can deal with it. Pastor Berlin? And when I heard of this global pandemic, you know, it's a global pandemic, uh, my mind went to Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 12, when Jehoshaphat was told, of course, of the invasion of the confederacy of, of nations that came up against him. And he said, O God, we will not judge them, for we have no might against this great company that cometh against us. Neither know we what to do, but our eyes are upon thee. And all Judah stood before the Lord with their little ones, their wives and their children that came on me, mm-hmm. because we have no might. There's no way that, you know, the doctors were baffled and the scientists, all the intellectuals, mm-hmm. politicians, they were all shaking. All of us were concerned. And so, like Jehoshaphat, I, I cried out to the Lord in you know, my spirit, you know, saying, this is, this is serious business. This is very, very serious, mm-hmm. you know, and he's going to take God to deal with. So that, that, that's the first first thing I, my mind ran on. Okay, now how about the effects it might have had on the congregation? I could say it, it affects us as a congregation really serious. And the reason why I'm saying this is because we are in a building program at Maranatha. And we've been in our building program for just over a year. So, you know, we've been exhausting our finance toward that direction too. You know, so um, as a congregation, not being able to meet, um, we realize that this thing is it's going to have an effect on us to meet our uh, ministry needs. Uh, we do support missionaries, and um, we have some responsibilities as a church for the ministry itself. Hmm. Okay, let's hear of some other ways that this pandemic has affected other congregations. Well, um, if I was to tell you um, the effect I think that it has on the congregation, it might take a lifetime. But I guess one of the, the things, the biggest thing for me is us not getting together as usual and to meet and to see each other. So I think it had a great impact on our, our congregation in that era. Well, one of the things I can definitely say is that it has drawn everyone closer together, you know, in hearts and spirits. And uh, one of the things that I've been hearing so much from members is how much they miss going to church, being at church. And um, one particular uh, member asked me just recently, you know, Pastor, when when are we going to be able to go back to church? So um, that's one of the positive effects. Um, And I personally keep saying in our online um, services that I trust that once we get back, if the Lord allows us to get back to our regular worship services, prayer meetings, Bible studies, that, you know, we would be changed uh, forever. But I I would say one of the positive effects would be the, uh, it seems to have drawn everyone closer together, you know, and it's it's created a a bond, I think, that is even greater um, than it was before. Hearing the outcome of COVID-19 in other parts of the world and the closing of the church might come into effect, what were your thoughts? 
Well, at first, um, I was thinking that, you know, I don't think that the church should be closing. I was really thinking that in case like this, that, you know, God will be able to protect, protect us. But after, you know, listening and, you know, seeing what is going on over the world, then I just say, well, we have to do what we need to, to do in order to protect not only ourselves, but protect the, the people of God, right? And for me, um, I think the move that to close the churches in order to protect the people and to protect um, ourselves, it wasn't really too much, in a sense, a bad thing. But I know that in all of it, that God will have his way. Well, uh, let me say this. When I understood how this virus was transmitted and the danger of it spreading in the congregation, I quickly was advised to shut up shop. Actually, we closed up since about the 15th of March, and we had 52nd anniversary of the church coming up. So I quickly called the pastor that I invited to speak for us, and I told him, well, this thing is more serious than what we thought, and so we're going to cancel. I I was wondering if, we, if I was coward or... The people were coward, but you you know, faith and foolishness doesn't work. And so, if the, the government did not issue, you know, the the order as yet, but one told me, very wise young man, one of my dick, he told me, you know, if ten persons gather together and one have it, and we we, we you know we're not uh, careful, it can spread. So let's take precaution. And the people were very very you know I mean cooperative the church they didn't believe that i was you know just frightened and scared they, they believe it is serious you understand and so we we closed down the building and and of course started telling people what we do expect how did the members react to the news of closure uh nobody were, were fearful what what i know a lot of folks are wondering if the church is closed, if we're going to have people coming back when it's open, you know. But I believe, I, I know God is working in this, you know. It's not by, and, and let me say this also, that I hear people say a lot that, you know, the church, people are scared and why they close on the church. And a lot of people who haven't been to church mm-hmm. all of a sudden want to be in church. And when the doors are open, they don't, they don't, they don't come to the church building. But actually, we know the church is the church is the people, and we can worship God actually anyway. But of course, the building is where we gather to worship as you know a body, and so yeah, people talk about that. But I, my people, weren't weren't you know they, they they know it had to happen because a lot of people believe that the government is wrong. I think they they did what is right. It's not by they don't want the gospel to be preached because if that was the case, then it's a different. That would be a different fight, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes, Pastor. If the the Bible says we ought to do, we ought to be God rather than man, Acts chapter four verse twenty nine, and so we know what was happening. It was a a disease, a catch, a contagious disease, a disease that would have. Well, this thing was like it ambushes us. We didn't know where this thing come from, and all of us are looking and wanting to know we who have this thing, you know. You know, this is the, the, the cleansing, the, the protocol, the cleansing. Well, I, I, I said, if we're not cleansing our heart, we're going to have to cleanse our hands. 
here, you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> and so, every minute we have to be clean, clean you know, we want to have a washing off. Mm-hmm. Uh, you, you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And am I, am I far enough from a person, the social distancing and all these things? You know what I mean? And so, uh, there are a lot of people who are longing to come back to the house of God, which is a good thing. I tell you what, I really, I'm in, I'm in communion with my people. I believe the closing of the church buildings are like unto when God told Israel, you will not worship me in the land, therefore I will drive you out of the land into a strange land, you know? Because I, you know, you, you should know that these days and the days when people definitely come into church, like when we were younger, we know the church was packed and nowadays people hardly really come to church. Mm-hmm. I also... Look in the prayer of Daniel, in Daniel chapter 9, verse number 14. Daniel said in his prayer, this great prayer of Daniel, it says, Therefore had the Lord watched upon the evil and brought it upon us. For the Lord our God is righteous in all his works, which he doeth, for we obeyed not his voice. Hmm. And I believe that that's one of the things that happened there. We obeyed not his voice. So the Lord watched upon, notice, the Lord watched upon this evil. He kept this this disaster in store. He allowed it to run its course until he's ready to deal with it. You understand Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so he sees it. He saw it before, of course, and he knew. And so he allowed it. With him watching, I like that he watched because he's ever watching God and he never sleep nor slumber. Well, um, to tell you the truth, um, had a variety of different reactions. Um, some was upset in thinking that the the government and the organization was trying to target the church. If I may share um, an experience with you that I had, there was a gentleman in my village have been inviting to church for for years now. When I just went into that area to live, um, we were just a few and from since then. And it's been more than 10 years now. I've been inviting him to church. And, you know, one Sunday he passed and he saw me home the Sunday morning. And, you know, he began to tell me that he don't think it is right for the government was to um, close the churches. He just think that it was a bad idea. The churches should still be open. But after I explained to him that, you know, it's not really that the government or the, the ministry is trying to target the churches, right? It's just for the protection of the people right that's the reason why they were doing what they're doing and he just said to me you know i have never looked at it in that way right so i think um as we get a greater understanding as to what really the government is trying to do in order to um protect the people right i think um a lot of people get a greater understanding and the reaction to it change and we just get to a place that we accept whatever was being done Many of well, I would say some of them uh, reacted with, I would say, concern, sadness. Um, I think everybody though realized, you know, what what was unfolding before before the eyes. So, um, but the reactions were, you know, concern. I would say great concern. Um, I know I received many questions in reference to Bible prophecy, and uh, you know, so. I'd, Concern, especially in relation to Bible prophecy, um, that was one of the reactions. But um, 
also how how things would pan out in the future you know so there was there was great concern i think there was some some fear in the hearts of some as well um you know not knowing not having much information about um the pandemic so um i i would basically characterize the reaction as you know great or grave concern uh from from many of the members i think everybody realized it was a necessity um especially after um the announcement of this thing spread easily and spread by contact and even before we actually closed we were trying to avoid the the welcome greeting like we accustomed to hug each other and shake hands um i would just say from the pulpit let's all stand and look around and give a big smile and wave so we know that um it it was uh, the members realized how serious this was so we were kind of trying to um obey the the social distance to some extent how were some of the ministries within the church affected well i will say greatly affected obviously um the school which is our i would say largest um day-to-day operation um it 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 had a, a tremendous effect on on the school because uh, being such a large operation and you know in contact with so many individuals on a day-to-day basis obviously a disruption like that uh would have you know adverse effects for you know the parents um you know continuing education of course we had to quickly put things in place in order to you know be able to do education from online and so you know it it has greatly affected you know the normal operations and it's it's like we had to be scrambling to to get things in place you know so that things can go on so i, I would say that 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 would have been one of the greatest ways it uh, affected you know our largest day-to-day operation which is which is our school ministry and a lot of concern from from parents as to how we would go forward and then of course educating many of them in terms of actually how to use the online platform and you know getting things ironed out in that respect so i i would say it, it has had a, a great great effect um especially in re- reference to our our school ministry one of the ministries i believe affected mostly of course is the outreach ministry yes. that that's a ministry that we we haven't given up on and i want to say this at the ministry of evangelism in in going out on the streets that has been neglected and when i heard that i said boy we can't go to witness and it you know it really because that, that's a, that's to me that's a neglected ministry a lot of the churches we do have youth meeting and we have such meetings and so forth right but going out on the street there right it's it's absolutely important you getting out in the highways and the byways that to me that really affected me personally and others you know so that really did some some damage different of course to the the prayer meeting of course you know that really did a little a number on me and in my mind and not only me i believe others too okay how about your church pastor bowens well for instance um the bible study i know that is not really so much um functioning in the place um in the sense that we we meet 
right? Um, we started a group, a WhatsApp group among ourselves, and we have been sharing and trying to encourage each other in that era. And then the, the Sunday morning and Sunday night service that and all had canceled. But what we do in that group, I try my endeavor best to prepare the message and present it um, on Facebook, tape it, and then send it to the, um, to the group and to other friends and families so that they can hear the message. So I think that impact for the closing of the different service um, wasn't really, in a sense, too, too... Um, affected in a sense that we still hear, get to hear the word of God um, by media. We might not be able to meet and greet because of the um, personal distances. I don't like to say social distances, but <laughs> the personal distances, right, that we, they say we must practice. So because of that, we still really um, give a phone call, give a WhatsApp, send a message just to check up and to see how each other is doing. So we still, in a sense, keeping in touch with each other. Okay, um, how are members keeping in touch with each other, Pastor Burley? Well, I believe, of course, you know, social media has been keeping members together. But let me just say, how I'm keeping in touch with them, mm-hmm. <laughs> because I'm not savvy with this social media, Facebook and you know, Instagram and tweet and all. <laughs> I don't know, I, to be truthful, I, I don't know, I'm not into them. But I know the phone. You see this phone we're talking on? My phone works daily. I've been calling them and praying with them, giving them scriptures, encouraging them. You know, having that, that feel, mm-hmm. the heart-to-heart feel. Of course, we're social distancing in, in, in as much as we're hearing one another. You know what I mean? And so a lot of the folks are very appreciative of it. They, 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 they believe in it. One one person, not one of us, said not one, but a couple. You know, this is a good thing. Of course, we we could stream, we could stream our messages and so forth on online. We have a setup here, but I was advised let's continue to do, continue to do what you do. You're doing, you know. Call the people, let them hear your voice. You know what I mean? And they will tell you the problems and how they feel and so forth. Who's sick and who you have to help and all that because. The, the pastor rate is helping people. Don't they have to go and get medicine for somebody? Medication. Real. It's a real life. You know, pastor rate is a real life. Uh, I, I keep I keep in touch with with my people that way. And, of course, he's hoping that they've been keeping in touch, too, because the, 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 the folks who are te- technologically savvy, they, mm-hmm. you know, they have their, their links, you know, they have their Facebook and their so forth. What are you doing to keep the Word of God fresh in the minds of the members? Well, I know um, the normal way of communication, you know, individuals nowadays, WhatsApp and uh, text messages. I know members have been doing that um, quite a bit. Um, We've also, you know, noticed, of course, once our notices are sent out weekly in reference to our services, you know, members are able to be informed of services and Bible studies that are held online and they're able to pass that information to one another. So social media has, has been the way I would say that uh, members have been able to stay in contact with one another. Of course, phone conversations as well, um, but I would say to a great extent, social media. Okay, the most vulnerable within the congregation, how are they coping? Uh, they, they're coping? They're coping pretty good. You know, as I said, some folks are sick. 
We don't have too many old folks. Like you, you won't say that I'm old, do you? <coughs> okay. Hit me your throat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a senior, but I don't consider myself old. Uh, they, they've been good. You see, remember that we cannot do too much visiting. Right. Mm-hmm. Or else we have to be masked up and so forth. Mm-hmm. But I know, I know a lady whose child is really sick. She has a condition. And I did it, I called religiously. Because I count that person as vulnerable. Right. I called religiously and encouraged her and... You know what I mean? And I think that would have done well. Pastor Archibald, how about the most vulnerable at Gospel Light? I would say they are doing the best that they can. Uh, we have sought by the grace of God to, you know, to assist in any way that we possibly can. I believe as the people of God, that's what we are there for. And uh, so I, I would say they've been able to cope, um, you know, through through assistance that they have been able to receive, you know, from different avenues. But they, you know, in my conversations with members, individuals, they they have been coping. It's been very difficult um, for some, obviously, individuals who have lost lost jobs and um, obviously have no idea when they would, you know, regain a job. So it's been very, very, very difficult and very challenging. Um, But through it all, I, I would say they have, you know, been trying to cope as best they can. And I would say God has been good, you know, in, in making provisions so that um, these most vulnerable, you know, can be helped and encouraged um, as they go through this difficult time. I had had the opportunity to visit um, a few of them, right? And I think they are doing very well. We help in whatever area we can, right? In um, seeing what we can do for them and we do what we can. But... So far, I think one of the things that they miss the most is, you know, um, being able to, you know, vi- um, come to church and be among the others. But I think they are coping well so far. They have taken all the precautions that need to be taken, and they are doing well so far. I know, um, kind of ironic, I went to visit one of the sisters, you know, I didn't even get to see her. Her son was very protective, which I understand. You know, so I know it's affecting them. They look forward. Some people look forward to the fellowship. Mm-hmm. Do you believe that things will carry on the same when you open the doors again? Um, of course, the COVID-19 situation is a fluid situation. So, you know, once we start meeting again, we're not sure what we'll be faced with. But, you know, for what obtains now, it seems like there would definitely be some uh, some changes um, as far as members greeting one another, we obviously have to observe all of the protocols to make sure that you know we you know no one is you know infected or affected adversely. Uh, so we do and do plan to observe all of all of those protocols you know once once the doors are opened again. and of course, um, social distancing must must be maintained. Um, as it stands now with the information that we have now and the um, the direction from the health officials, we obviously would have to make some adjustments and some changes to make sure that we we all do the right thing, you know, mm-hmm. at this time. But what, what I would like to add, though, in terms of the other side of that coin in what, you know, some of the things that will change, I believe definitely we will all see things in a different light. 
um, following following this and once we start meeting again because things have changed so suddenly you know no one expected that you know a virus would shut the world down in the way it has so I would say that we probably will never be the same again for what has happened and I do pray and trust that we will be a lot more faithful a lot you know pray pray a lot more uh, reach out and touch lives a lot more than than we have ever been before uh, but things I would say I I foresee that things will definitely change once once we start meeting again okay how about your church pastor Bowens well um tell you the truth I'm, I'm praying that they would not right in the sense that I I really believe that um, I, I should say I want the people to have a greater appreciation for um, the privilege that we have when we come together on um, Sunday morning, Sunday night, uh, Wednesday night. I'm praying and hoping that when we get back that we'll really appreciate it uh, more than we, we did before. You know, in, I believe that God is, not believe, I know according to Scripture, that God is calling the church to revive for revival. You know, don't about that. And it can't be business as usual. You know, it, can, it cannot. Because we have not behaved, we have not been behaving as we ought to. You know, we have become very lazy. We become very arrogant. It's amazing, but I must be truthful. Mm-hmm. Arrogant haughtiness has crept into the church and this complacency and relaxation and self-confidence. Mm-hmm has come into the church. And I am I, I, looking at the scripture in, in Psalm 85, verse 4 to, to 6, and it says, Turn us, O God, of our salvation, and cause thine anger towards us to cease. Will thou be angry with us forever? Will thou draw out thine anger to all generations? Will thou not revive us again? Notice the term, revive us again, that thy people may rejoice in thee, you understand. Mm-hmm. So it, truly, it's we need we need to be revived. We need revival, and if this 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 does not revive us, you know, if this genuine revival will start in in our lives personally, you know, some people look at the past and must be revived. He need to revive, but all of us need that revival. You understand. Mm-hmm. And so, if there is no revival, if it's just business as usual, the Lord, we haven't learned the lesson of COVID. 19, because he's not gone as yet, he's still here with us, you know, and so we must, we, we can't, it can't be business as usual, it cannot be business as usual, and that's what I'm praying about. That's right. We will continue next week, listeners, with uh, the second half of our conversation with our pastors and their reaction to COVID-19 and their congregation. Thanks for listening in on our conversation. We trust that it was beneficial to you as you continue to develop a more meaningful life. Do you have a topic or a guest you would like us to have a conversation with for a future episode on Lighthouse Conversations? We would love to hear your suggestions. Send us a mail at Caribbean Radio Lighthouse P.O. Box 1057, St. John's, Antigua, or Lighthouse, B-I-M-I, at gmail.com. Or give us a call at area code 268-462-1454. Or send us a message via WhatsApp or text 
at area code 268-782-1454. Thanks for listening. Remember, you can hear Lighthouse Conversations Wednesday at 12.30 p.m. on the Caribbean Radio Lighthouse. If you're in Antigua, you can listen at 92.3 MHz FM. If you're in the Caribbean, you can listen at 1160 kHz AM or listen online at www.radiolighthouse.org from anywhere in the world. Or you can subscribe to this podcast. Looking forward to having you join us next time. Bye-bye.